Nick here. Welcome to She Can, the podcast, where the goal is for you to leave each episode feeling empowered to go after what you want and knowing that if she can, so can you. Let's get started. Hi, friend. I hope you're well. I am excited to be talking to you today about something that I have been recently learning a lot about and just really noticing in my life. So first of all, I started noticing how much better I feel when my surfaces are clear, when my cupboards are clean, when my house is tidy, when I just feel like I've got my life together, when all of those things are done. And when I am feeling stressed, the best thing I can do in that moment is tidy my surroundings and sort out the clutter, get rid of some clutter, throw some things out, I feel like um, there's times where my house just needs a skip because I buy things and then I don't, you know, it's not one in, one out. It's you buy things and you you save things. So I'm adopting a one in, one out policy in my home and it's just feeling a lot better. It feels a lot more simple and it made me start reading a little bit more about this. So there is a book called Essentialism by Greg McCune and it's basically called essentialism because he speaks about doing things in your life and committing to things and focusing on things that are essential. So it's about the disciplined pursuit of less. So the antidote to the undisciplined pursuit of more is the disciplined pursuit of less. So it's about the simplification of life. Now, I think this rings true with the simplification of your home, the simplification of your wardrobe, the simplification of your workload, the simplification of your family life. It's something that we can use in all different walks of life and all different parts of our life. And honestly, there's no better feeling than when you open a clothes drawer and everything's just laid out neatly. You don't have things that you don't ever wear, you know, kind of messing up that view. You, when you open your wardrobe and you've got, you can see in between the clothes because you don't have too much shoved in. It's just a process of clearing out the things that aren't necessarily needed and focusing on the essential. So there's a diagram which you can see in his book, but I'll explain it to you. And it basically demonstrates that we can, we have a choice, we have the same amount of energy and we can either expend that energy in small amounts with multiple different directions or we can expend a lot of energy in one direction or two directions. So if you think of, if you draw a small circle on a page and then from that small circle you have loads of little tiny arrows, loads of little tiny arrows going everywhere. So that's your energy and you can either put a a little bit of energy all over the place here there everywhere up down left right all over the place a little bit of energy all over the place or you can have that same ball of energy and you can have one large thick arrow just coming out strong powerful focusing in one direction and that basically depicts how we can live our life you can either simplify it all focus on one or two areas or you can have the shiny object syndrome. You can have the the curse of capability if you like. It's usually people who are capable, who are looking for more in their life, who see shiny objects all over the place and they try here and there and everywhere and a little bit of that and a little bit of that and add in a little bit of that. And you maybe get up in the morning, you go to work to focus on one thing and then by the time you've arrived at work, you have a completely new focus because you've listened to a podcast or you've been given an idea and you want to act on all of the different things but the 
point of this concept is to simplify your energy, focus your energy in one area so that you are productive and efficient in the time that you have because so many people are busy but not productive. So maybe you feel like your day gets hijacked by other people, other people's priority list, you spend your day firefighting on, you know, WhatsApp or your emails and things like that. You're you're answering other people's requests for your time all of the time rather than planning out your time, focusing on your top three priorities and then going with that. You can do a lot of things well or you can do a few things to an excellent degree. And I think as if you feel like you are an overachiever, if you have your own business, if you are successful in the career that you you have, sometimes you can see every opportunity as a golden one and you feel like you need to, oh, you should say yes to that and you should say yes to that and, you know, you want to be the yes man. But actually you can't do everything. You cannot do it all. So focus on what you can do. So the first thing to do when you're looking at this, when you're looking at your life and you're taking stock and you're thinking, where am I spending my time? What's going on here? The first thing to do is explore. So create some some space to explore your life and your business and where you're spending your time rather than just being in your business. So carve out time to, you know, take half an hour of just thinking in the morning or, you know, even a couple of times a week, just have carve out a bit of time in your diary to think because if you don't carve out that time to think then you probably won't think you'll probably just spend the whole day the whole week just fighting the fires going through the motions dealing with the issues of the day and you're not actually being particularly efficient you're not necessarily moving the needle in your business or another way to do this is every few months or every few weeks, take some time to get really clear on your priorities. Take some time to get really clear on where you're headed and what direction you're going in. And that would really help you just explore your, your space and the time that you have. The next thing to do is once you've done this, is focus on the next E, which is elimination. So there, you could be doing loads of different tasks in your day. So you could be doing 10 things a day 10 things in your diary, you can choose three and then get rid of the rest somehow. So whether that's delegation, whether it's just ditching them all together, just find a way to minimise the things that are going on in your diary. And it sounds like, oh, well, that, that easier said than done. But actually, if you start just tra- t- keeping track of your time, so even for a week, just look at where you're spending your time. You can use the battery usage on your phone to find out what apps you're spending most time on. And then from there, have a think about what are you actually doing on those apps? Was it worth it? Or have you just been you know, wasting time on it or have you been responding to other people's requests for your time rather than actually moving forward in your own priorities. So time tracking is a really, really useful way to do this. And it it just, it's eye-opening. It makes you realise just how much you spend doing things that you think, oh, that will not take much time. Oh, that won't take much time. That phrase, oh, that won't take much time, is multiplied several times a day over several days a week can actually really, really add up. Things like if you're posting on social media and you're designing an Instagram quote rather than just getting someone to do that for you, you know, that can take a lot of time. Or responding to people, for example, it might be in the arena of helping your business grow, or it might be in the arena of building whatever it is that you're looking to do in your career. 
you know, dealing with your emails and things like that, but there probably is a higher value task that you didn't get done because you were too busy with all the emails and all the WhatsApp and all that kind of stuff. So the essentialist makes sure that the essential thing is done first and then everything else can come around about that. The thing is, every time that we say yes to something that's quite good for you, you're saying no to something that's excellent and essential. So have a think about the question what is the most important thing that can be done in my day? And when you're looking at doing things, also think about how you can simplify that process. Every choice is a trade-off. So when you're looking at simplifying a process, you may have to sacrifice the quality slightly. However, how much time are you going to be gain back because of that? If you're a perfectionist and you want everything done yourself, is that because you need everything done to 100%? In his book, Greg McEwen talks about aiming for 80% satisfaction rather than 100%. Because if you aim for 100% satisfaction in everything that you do, you will never move. Because perfectionists spend so long getting ready to fire, getting ready to fire, getting ready to fire, aim, 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 and you don't actually hit the button, you don't actually fire, you don't actually take action. The the main question here when you're thinking about this is, do I have the courage to be rubbish? Am I brave enough to look stupid if I screw up? Are you? Because when you start something and when you're ready to delegate it, it, it may screw up, for the interim but you'll get you'll get better in time and it's about focusing on the important tasks my we have conversations like this a lot in our house because my husband is very good at this um we're doing up his physio clinic at the moment and I'm you know talking about the plants and the, the mirrors and the look of the clinic and he's like will it get me another patient though will that move the needle <laughs> Will that improve optimal physio as a brand? It's always about the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing. And it's very easy to get sidetracked. So very important to focus on doing that. And some another really good tip with this is avoid intermittent progress. So avoid a lot of progress and then nothing. And then a lot of progress and then nothing. This is again something that I am very guilty of and this is why I'm talking about this because I always like to share with you the lessons that I've recently learned and the things that I am learning about myself because they can always be beneficial to someone else. So find your effortless pace. What does that look like? There's no point in going big for a moment and then nothing. Slow and consistent is always far better. So an example of this is my friend Steve McLeish who last year, last year, got into a fitness development journey, fitness, health. She's just totally cleaned up her eating, totally cleaned up her lifestyle. She exercises most days, well, every day she exercises. And it was back when lockdown had kind of kicked off. And this was when everyone was going a bit mental with the exercise. We would all, you know, that's all we had to do. It was like the highlight of our life was the exercise. So we there was push-up challenges and things like that going around and you know it was like do 100 push-ups or do 50 push-ups and it was like large numbers of push-ups and I was all over that I was doing it am I doing any now no no (laughs) push-ups consistently daily I cannot tell you that I do push-ups consistently every day however Steph 
back when we were looking at these crazy numbers of push-ups, back when there was all the, you know, tag some, tag a friend to do these push-ups, tag a friend to do these push-ups, Steph just started consistently building it up. And I think she started with one and then she moved to five. And now I think she does 10 or 20 every single day. And because that number is fairly low, she does it every single day. And she's been consistent every single day for a year and a half or nearly two years. And the results of that are absolutely astounding because it's that slight edge, it's that compound effect, it's that doing a little bit every single day. There's no point in going to the gym and working out for three hours once every two weeks. You're far better doing a 20 minute blast every day or a 20 minute blast four times a week as long as you can sustain it. So always look at people around you and learn from them and learn from their habits and just figure out how you can grow stronger as a result of that. It's not always more is more, sometimes less is more. And that's obviously the whole concept of this this podcast. Also things like whatever it is that your habit is, whether it's journaling, whether it's push-ups, try and set yourself a lower band and an upper band. And this is again for people who are overachievers, for people who are big thinkers, for people who are, I could do that, I can do all those numbers, that's easy for me. You know, it's not necessarily a case of the the more that you do in this moment is better. It's what you can keep up. So if you have a lower band and an upper band, it means that you will do, for example, no less than one push-up per day, but no more than 10 push-ups per day. So you're not going to go wild doing 20 a day or no, you're, you're not going to go wild doing 30 a day for a few days and then do none. If you have a band of no less than one, no more than 10, then you put your lower band and upper band and it keeps you in that consistent range and that manageable effortless pace. So find that effortless pace, whatever that looks like for you. And this could be for different things. Journaling, for example, no less than one sentence per day, no more than five sentences per day. And with a rule like that, a rule of thumb like that, you're far more likely to keep up and stay consistent with it over time. On your social media, pick one platform and do it well, do it consistently. I picked podcasting and I do it consistently every single week. However, you you won't really find me on YouTube. You, You won't really see that I've posted much on my Facebook page recently, just pick a platform and do it consistently and ask yourself what is the return on what you're actually doing. Another really good thing to think about is how do you actually switch off? Again, for many of us, we don't know how to relax. If you are always a go, go, go kind of person and you're looking for the next thing and you're looking how you can build your business or better yourself, it actually is a competence to learn to relax. And if you're not good at this, then you're probably a level zero at the relaxation skill. So what you may want to do is actually think about having a relaxation list. So what does that look like? If you have half an hour to relax, sometimes it's like, right, okay, go and relax. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? Twiddling your thumbs. Then you pick up your phone and all of a sudden you're replying to stuff. You're on your Instagram, you're on emails, you're doing whatever it is that you have to do to kind of just make yourself feel better. It's easier to jump back into work than it is to just empty your mind. So maybe on your relaxation list, you have 
have a bath with a face mask or you have drink tea and watch Netflix or you have go for a walk with your friend or you have phone your friend, phone your friend and have a catch up or you have walk the dog. Any of these types of things, just have a wee list so that if you have a moment where you're thinking, okay, what am I going to do now? How am I going to get into that relaxation zone? Just think of one of the things that you actually want to carve time out for in your mind. Because if you can develop the dual competency of work hard, relax hard, you're actually improving your effort efficiency. So you're actually going to put more behind the effort that you put in than you would had you not relaxed. Because if it's just work and work and work and work, then you're going to burn out and you won't be as efficient in the time that you actually have. It's like sleep. If you don't sleep well, you won't be as efficient in the time that you actually have. And the last thing I want to talk about is just the concept of the FOMO. You know, it's the fear of missing out or the shame or the guilt when you say no to things or you take things off your list or you decide not to be a part of something. It's the, oh, I feel bad for that. Maybe I should have said yes. Was I missing out on an opportunity? The best thing that you can do with this is just always keep in mind what your number one yes is. What is the thing that you always say yes to? What is the one thing that you're focused on? What is the main thing? We always say keep the main thing, the main thing. But if you don't know what the main thing is, you're not going to be able to keep it the main thing. (laughs) Keep the main thing, the main thing and define that. So what does that look like to you? What is the goal? And when you've got that defined, everything else will fall into place because you can look at something and say, will that move me closer or further away? Further away, okay, it's a no. It'll move me closer, okay, it's a yes. And it just makes that decision much easier. And just remember to always ask yourself in the morning, it's something really good to put on your screen, say, but actually, what is the most important thing I can do today? So I recently listened to a podcast with Greg McEwen and he was saying that he received a letter from an essentialist, someone who has been taking his his tips and this concept and really working it into their life and sometimes the most important thing that this lady could do is you know focusing on her customers that day or it would be doing social media posts that day or whatever but this one day she'd had a call from her dad and her dad said that her mum had been taken into hospital it was something very minor it wasn't a big deal there was no need to go but he just wanted to let her know, but just, you know, don't worry about it. You're very busy. Just, I just wanted to let you know. So she looked at this, this screensaver on her phone. What is the most important thing I can do today? And on that day, she thought the most important thing I can do today is go and see my mum. So she got in the car and she drove for two hours to go and drive to see her mum who was in the hospital and she was fine. She was, you know, totally fine. And she said, I love you. And she thanked her so much for coming. And that was all good. And a couple of days later, her mum slipped into a coma. And she was in the coma for a few days. And then they had to eventually switch the life support machine off. And if it had not been for that question, what is the most important thing I can do today? Then she probably would have spent that day working she probably would have spent that day doing the most important task in her life but because she defined her priorities as her number one priority was her family then when she receives a call like that it's clear that her 
priority in that moment had to be to go and see our mum. So what is the most important thing that you can do today? Is there someone who needs a phone call? Is there someone who needs a visit? Is there a gift that needs to be purchased? Is there something that you can do today that will make a massive difference to someone's life or your life or your goals? I'll leave you with that thought. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value from that episode today, then I would love for you to share it on your social media. You'll find me at Instagram at Meg McLean UK and the podcast is at She Can Pod. And if you found value, then please hop onto Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review. I would love you forever. And that really helps the visibility of the podcast and helps us get good guests and all the rest of it on the podcast. So Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for spending your half hour with me and I hope to see you really soon.